0: Excited for tonight's topic. Tonight we're going to talk about the secret weapon of a parent. And uh, if I were to say to you, "Hey, there's there's something that you can have as a parent that will allow you to help your kids in a significant way," Um, there's no question in my mind that all of you would say, "I want that. Um, I want that right now, and I will use that um, in in a big way." And that intentional thing that we're going to talk about tonight that you can be doing as a parent—it's this whole idea of prayer and. there's a quote that I have in my office. It says this: It says, When the illusion of control disappears, we become men and women of prayer. Uh, so, when that illusion of control, when we realize, wow, we really aren't in control, that's when we, as parents, as people, men and women, we tend to become people of prayer. And so, tonight we're going to talk about: okay, why would we want to be intentional with prayer? And then, what happens uh, when we do? And, and then, very practically, what are some ways in which we can be intentional? So, um, I, this topic really landed with me this earlier, uh, about a week and a half ago, and uh, I was reading a passage. I want to share this with you. This is from Mark chapter um, 1, verses 35 and, and through 38, and uh, so here it is, verse 35. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, uh, Jesus got up, so very in, early in the morning, and it's like it says, uh, we want you to know just exactly how early it was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, what does it do? What, did, what happened? Jesus got up. It says that he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Um, and then here's what, here's what happened. Simon and his companions, they went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. So just a picture of the scene here a little bit. Jesus says, okay, very early in the morning, I'm in this habit. What do I do? I get up. Now, remember, this is Jesus, the son of God. Now I'm thinking, wow, I feel like I have to convince myself to get up early to pray. But this is Jesus, the son of God. And and he's in this habit of going out and meeting with his father. So right away, I'm like, wow, what a good reminder. I've read that passage many times. But what an awesome reminder. Jesus was intentional about prayer. And so then what happens, it's probably the same thing that would happen to you if you got up early and went off to pray. Simon and his companions, they went to look for him. So they go to find Jesus. You've been gone too long, they say to him. You know, it says, when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus, your phone is light- lighting up. I mean, everybody's after your schedule. People want your time, right? Think about this. When you, when you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to pray, um... Think about the first several things that would maybe want to get in your way of that. I mean, I can think of those things very, very, very quickly. But what I love about it is Jesus made time for it and he's made significant time for it. But then notice this, verse 38. Jesus replied to them, "'Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages "'so that I can preach there also. "'That is why I have come.'" And here's what I take away from this passage, two things. One, Jesus took time to pray. But two, I also take away from this that when Jesus was praying, it's as though he got some direction. And so when I think about parenting, I see, whoa, Jesus, I mean, he prayed. Jesus spent time with his heavenly father. Amazing, right? What an example for me to follow. But then also it says that, that when he was praying, after he's done, he makes this comment to these guys that come to get him. He says, hey, we need to go somewhere else because this is why I have come. And so when I read that, I'm going, wow, isn't that true though? When you take time to pray, oftentimes you leave that time and you go, now I'm refocused. Okay, now that I've spent time with the Lord, now I remember what's important. Okay, now that I really, I was frustrated with little Billy and I took that to God, but God reminded me of what was important. God, like Jesus said there, this is why I've come. God reminded me, this is the most important thing. Okay, so I couple that passage, the example of Jesus, now, with this. If you've got a Bible, flip with me to James. We're going to look at James chapter 5. One very quick verse in James 5. It says this, James five sixteen, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So, number one, Jesus has this habit of prayer. That, that pushes me to go, okay, I'm a parent. I'm not the son of God. I surely need time alone with the Father to talk on behalf of my, you know, I need to bring my kids to the Lord but then I also, I couple it with this. This is a promise straight out of God's word. I I love this. It says, the prayer of a righteous man or a woman is powerful and effective, meaning that your prayers make a difference. Like, I mean, get that. When you pray, it has an impact. It makes a difference in, in the lives of your kids. And so when I think about this whole thing of prayer, I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a big, big deal. Um, I, 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 in preparation for tonight, I I read a lot of this book. It's called The Power of a Praying Parent. And I just want to read this, one of these quotes to you. This is from the author of this book, wrote, wrote this. She wrote, when you pray, we are humbling ourselves before God and saying, I need your presence and your power, Lord. I can't do this without you. And when we don't pray, it's like saying we have no need of anything outside of ourselves. That's pretty pretty true, isn't it? Um, in Proverbs chapter three, verse thirty-four, it says that God opposes the proud, but God gives grace to the humble. And so, when we think about our kids, and when we talk about this secret weapon of prayer tonight, what we're saying is this: that when we go to God, it's like saying, "Lord, we just want to humble ourselves, and we want to we want to say hey, we want to bring our children before you." And what we can know at that point is this: that our prayer is powerful and effective. But we can also know. God, he opposes people that say, I don't need God. I don't need to pray. But God gives grace to the people that would say, God, I humbly want to say, I need your help. God, would would you, and I bring my needs of my my kids before you. so here's what I want to do tonight. I want to give you six things that you can pray for your kids. And so I wanted just to kind of boil down some of what's in this book for you, kind of give you a Cliff Notes version of, of what saved you some time, what, what's in a, a book about the power of a praying parent. But also some of these are, are just from, from other sources or straight from Scripture itself. So six things to pray for your kids, okay? Here's the first one. You can pray that your children... Um, that. You could pray for your kids to really know God, uh, to really know God. John chapter 17, verse 3 says this. Now, this is eternal life that they might know you. Now, now think about this. And and you might be like, well, well duh, but, but dive a little deeper into that statement, to really know God. I don't mean that they would know about God, because I actually think that's pretty easy to train. Right? I think we would all agree. We can teach our kids to know God. They're around us enough, hopefully they would pick stuff up. but we would pray that they would really know God, like, per, like person like they would have a relationship with God. Um, in Mark chapter four verse eight, this really stuck out to me this week. This is the parable of this, the, the soils, right? Um, the parable of the sower. And it talks about this I'll just read these verses to you really fast. It says, "Listen, a farmer went out to sow seed. And as he was scattering seeds, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell along the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly and, it became, and because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because there was no root. Verse 7, other seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other, uh, still other seed fell along, here it is, good soil. Now, I read that, and I thought to myself, and I just wrote this out in my journal. I wrote, God, would you help me to be good soil? So when we talk about this first one, to really know God, you can pray very specifically for your kids that they're here it is, that their hearts would be soft, okay? And you might even say that to your kids. I just picked this up from someone else, and I've, just, I've said this to my kids. I had a kid on a date this morning, and it's about halfway through the date. We were just sitting at the Millard Airport watching planes come in and out, eating breakfast, and I just said to him, I said, hey, how's your heart? And uh, he didn't want to talk about his heart this morning. <laughs> he said, there's another plane, dad. And he totally ignored me, right? <laughs> now, I know that nine times out of 10, he will open up and talk about the heart. So I didn't, I didn't push it today. But here's the thing. This mentor of mine told me this. He said, worry about your kid's heart. That's what's important. That's really what this parable of the, the seeds is all about, about the soils. It's that, that, we, that our kids would have soft hearts, That they wouldn't be hard to the things of God, but their hearts would be soft to the things of God. Um, So pray that for your kids, that they would really know God, that their hearts would be soft. And you can ask them that. Maybe when you're putting them down at at night, say, hey, how's your heart doing? You know, it's funny, my three-year-old, he'll be like this. He'll push on his chest. He'll be like, feels pretty soft. You know, like, (laughs) it's a good start, kid, you know? Okay, number two, here it is. Six things to pray for your kids. Number two, you can pray themes that God reveals from his word. Themes that God reveals from his word. Um, here's, here's what I mean by that. That example I just gave you about the, the, the sower and the, the seeds. If you're reading through your Bible and you pick something up like that, you can pray for that for your kids. So you know you learn something from God's word, pray that for your children. Um, you come across a verse like that, Proverbs three thirty four. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Right there, you've got something to pray for your kids. You can pray, okay, God, would you allow my kid to be humble? You can pray that character right into your children. Because remember, prayer isn't just words to nobody. Prayer, it says in the Bible, it's a promise. Prayer is powerful and effective. Your prayer time for your kids is not a waste of time. That's great news. Um, here's, here's what else I mean by this. Pray themes that God reveals from his word just give you an example. If you're, if you're reading through the scriptures and you come to, let's say you come to the book of Philippians. Now in the book of Philippians, the apostle Paul lifts up a prayer for the people of Philippi. Now here's the deal. You can pray this very prayer for your kids. So let me just read this to you. Imagine you praying this for your children, even out loud, maybe over them, or maybe you just, you know, whatever, just have a special time where you just grab and say, Hey, I just want to pray for you. But then you pray like these kind of powerful words. Imagine the effect that this could have on them. Here it is. And this is my prayer. This is Paul's prayer. You don't have to come up with this on your own. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you might be able to discern what is best. Would that be helpful for your kids? Yeah. So that you might be uh, pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the praise and glory of God. So here's what I mean. Very simply, when you're reading through scripture, grab a theme and go, you know what? I can take that and I can pray that for my children. Okay? Make sense? Number three. Nod your head. You with me? Yes. Good. All right. Good. 80%. Not bad. All right. Number three. Pray this for your children. Protection against the lies of Satan. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago in our series through the book of John that we're doing um, in, in, our, in our church services. Um, John chapter 8, verse 44 says that Satan is a liar and that he's the father of lies. And so it would be wise for us, because your prayers are powerful and effective, because God listens to your prayers, it would be wise for us to pray against the lies of Satan. Especially, I think of my daughter, I think of the lies that Satan would love for my daughter to believe about her identity, about who she, all sorts of things, Right? Think about my son going to school and whatever. You think about your own kids. What are the lies that Satan would love for your children to believe? Here's the deal. We can, as parents, what a privilege. We can just pray, God, would you help my child to be protected from the lies of Satan today? Because the enemy is real. We're not going to dumb that down any. The enemy is very real. And so we would want to pray, God, would you allow protection for my child against the lies of Satan? Um, Next one, number four. Here it is. Uh, thing you could pray for your child is that they would see themselves as God sees them. See themselves as God sees them. Psalm chapter um, one, uh, yeah, Psalm 139 verse 14 says this. It says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so I think what we should do, one of the things we should do as parents is we should pray, what does God see when he looks at my child? And we should, we should pray that our children would see themselves as God sees them, so that our, our sons and our daughters know, you, no, no, you are perfectly and wonderfully made. No, I'm not, Dad. I, you don't. No, I don't. I'm embarrassed, and you don't. I, I think I'm getting a little whatever. And you, No, no, no. You, no, no, no. Let me show you. You are perfectly and wonderfully made. Um, I heard a, another mentor said this, and I've been praying this a lot for my children, and I, I pray this out loud for them. Um, I pray that they would dream big dreams and they would have the courage to pursue them. Verbatim, I stole that from someone else. I pray, Aiden, that you would dream big dreams tonight and that you would have the courage to pursue them. Because here's what I want them to do. I want Aiden to know God doesn't have a little bitty plan for his life. No, no, God's got a huge plan for his life. And so I want, want him to know, man, God's got big things for you. I want him to see himself as God sees him. So. Um, pr- pray that into your children. Next one, number five. I want our, a thing that we should pray for our kids, and just an idea, a thing that you could pray, is that they would see God as he is. Uh, Christina, was we were talking about this last night, this last two she told me about. She's like, these are important things. And I thought, yeah, definitely. But here's, here's, here's the, the nuts and bolts of this one. See God as he is. Um, when you think about your kids and you think about what they think about God, we want to pray that they would see God for who he is. So we want to pray that when our kids walk out and and there's a really cool sunset or there's whatever, we want to pray that the first thing that comes to their mind is, well, God is my creator, right? We want to pray that when they're sitting in science class and they're learning about some cool chemical, whatever going on, stuff I don't understand, we want to pray that they would go, well, God knows about that because God put that together, And while other people might be going, oh, well, actually, that's uh, this, that, and the other thing, our kids would be going in their head, nope, I know God, I know God well enough. My parents talked to me about who God is. We, We want them to know, here's another example, God is holy, right? I mean, God is holy. And so, so when we pray, one of my kids, like, just really, just thought it was hilarious. He burped while we were praying the other night, just loud, burp at the table, you know, and everybody else just laughing, you know, and and, but it was an opportunity to say, whoa, no, 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 it's, it's God. I mean, we're, we're not just praying to nobody. I mean, we're talking about God, you know. And the child was old enough to go, yeah, you know. But we want, we want them to know, you know, not, not bring down the hammer on them, but we're, we're, we're wanting to paint a picture. We want to pray that our, our children see God as he is. We want them to know that God is just. So at the end of the day, God is going to do the right thing. Justice will prevail. We want them to know God is loving. God loves you. God loves your friends. God loves your teachers. God is loving. Um, So we want our children to see God as as he is. And then the last one, last one that I want to mention tonight is this. Here it is. That their friends, we want to pray for their friends' relationships with Christ. Um, Think about the power of peer relationships in in your kids' lives. Um, I just want to read this to you. This is from, uh, uh, this is from this book, The Power of a Praying Parent. And And when you think about just the the opportunity, really, we have to pray, not only for our kids, but for our kids' friends' faith. Here it is. It says, if you are aware of, she writes, if you are aware of a child who doesn't have a praying parent, you can step into the gap right now and answer that need. Uh, You can affect a change in the life of any child you care about. Think about that. I mean, the power of prayer. Prayer is powerful and effective. All it takes is a heart that says, God. Show me how to pray in a way that will make a difference in this child's life. Um, just to illustrate this, uh, this, I heard this story um, in, in church. Dan Holmes is one of our elders. And Dan, if you want to come on up. Dan's just this he's, he's a live example of this. And so I asked Dan to share about this. And then I'm going to ask him a couple other questions about prayer. So Dan, tell us, when you, when you hear about this subject of um, praying for your friends' relationships with Christ, this obviously strikes home with you. So tell us why it does and kind of what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a church home. And so um, great parents, but it just wasn't something that, I mean, we weren't going to church. They weren't in a position to tell me about Christ. And um, I remember a family moved into Omaha here when I was in fifth grade. And I uh, befriended a, a guy named Bob. And um, he kept inviting me to church and inviting me to church. And, you know, even as a young kid, I was probably not a good influence on him, and no interest, and very skeptical, and I blew him off a lot. Um, And it was five years later, after five years of Bob inviting me, and inviting me, and inviting me, and then finally, one night, they uh, came over to my house, him and a couple other kids from the youth group, and they shared Christ with me, and it was really one of those nights when God did something miraculous. Like, my heart just went from, uh, this is stupid, and I would never want to believe in this, to them sharing the gospel, and Suddenly, it was, it was like it was falling on live ears for the first time. Mm. And uh, I think I was as surprised as they were. I got to the end and said, Would, you know, wouldn't you mm. like to give your life to Christ and follow him? And this is the part where they'd asked me that before. And I, and I said, yeah. Mm. And everyone, me included, were like, what just happened? You know, um, the neat part about that story mm. is that years later, when I was getting married, Bob's mom was going to play the piano for us. And we were over at their house for some kind of a rehearsal. And uh, my my wife now, Sherry, was talking with Bob's mom, and she said, oh, yeah, I started praying for Dan in fifth grade when he first met Bob. And I prayed for him year after year after year. And so, especially given the way that God changed my heart, it was a very supernatural thing. I, I am absolutely convinced that, um, that, you know, Bob's mom and her prayers yeah. day after day after day, um, yeah. that God used that to lead me to Christ. Yeah,
0: awesome. I mean, just think of that. I mean, I think of this little guy up the street from us He totally doesn't know Christ. And what an opportunity for Christy and I to say, um, instead of even saying, wow, we want to keep that kid away from our children because he's a bad influence, to say, wow, we want to start praying for him. You know, I was convicted by that, you know, so the power of that. Awesome. Dan, I want to ask you just a, a couple more questions. First of all, tell us, though, the ages of your kids, um, just kind of the span of, of what, what you got at home.
1: Yeah, 17, 15. 13, 9, boy, girl, or girl, boy, girl, boy.
0: I'll get it in the right order. So, yeah. yeah. Dan, anything that you found helpful for you and Sherry over the years as it relates to this topic of prayer?
1: You know, I think you've kind of, one thing that I think of that is just a a little tip, but, and you've (laughs) kind of even almost pointed out a few times, but that's praying with your kids, (laughs) for your kids, and being there physically, it's one thing, and and it's a great thing for the mom and the dad to huddle in bed at night, and. Oh, well, let's pray for our kids, and yeah. um, or you're at work. I mean, we we pray all day, right? As we're thinking of things, yeah. but uh, it can be really powerful to to be there with your kids. Uh, you know, put a hand on a shoulder, yeah. put an arm around him. We went through a phase with with uh, my son, who's who's now 15. And you could just, you know, boys, they get there. Yeah. It's not cool to be emotional. They don't want to be close to you. And you know, Sherry and I woke up one day and realized, you know what? There's just he really doesn't want to open up, and there's not a lot of closeness there. And yeah. so I made it a habit on a daily basis when he was leaving for school to just huh. actually put my hand on him and pray. And yeah. for a long time, oh, you could just – he's pulling away. Dad, yeah. the guys don't touch each other. And <laughs> um, and I just kept doing it, and, you know, yeah. that makes a difference. And our youngest now, I mean, he he loves – that time when my wife actually goes up and kneels by his bed and is right there with him and prays for him and so I would say even something as simple as that of of proximity and touch and Hmm. and being verbal and letting them hear that that's I wish we were consistent with that and did it all the time but it's very powerful
0: yeah that's awesome I mean think about that you can do that on the way to school with them in the car you could do that you're walking to school you can just lay a hand on and doesn't mean you have to stop right there and kneel down in a circle. It just means you just keep walking and you start praying and they know that you just do that, you know? So, awesome. That's, that's great. Great examples. Um, uh, last question, uh, Dan. How have you seen praying for your kids impact, not only your kids, but how have you seen it impact you and Sherry and your relationship?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that quote you opened with about when the illusion of control goes away, that's when we pray. And, and uh, what I've learned is that prayer is most impactful when we're most desperate. And uh, we've been through a lot of that. We've got a a daughter who's a cancer survivor and a daughter who's Mm -hmm. diabetic. And, you know, our Mm -hmm. kids have made great choices and they've made painful choices. And you Mm -hmm. just, it's in those times when you, you know, when everything's stripped away and you kind of go, my heart's breaking and I can't do anything about it. And I think the lesson I've learned, those have been the most impactful times because then when God shows up, you're like, look, I was at my, I was at my wood yeah. sand. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I'd lost the ability to impact that situation. Yeah. And so I think what I've learned, though, over the years is um, we tend to think that that's, like, the emergency situations. But the normal days, the, we're in control. And, you know, when my kids were young, I used to think I, I kind of understood parenting. And mm-hmm. I think as I've gone through it all, I've just realized that every day is like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever control you think you have, whatever ability you have to, you know, make your kids do something or... Yeah you know, affect their heart, that is really an illusion. And at at the end of the day, um, every single thing that you want to have happen in your kids' lives, the big things, the small things, um, you know, if you can, the sooner you get desperate about those things, the sooner you realize, God, I, you know, boy, this is just, we're we're not going to be able to do this. This is not going to happen the way we want it to be. My kid's not going to have the character that I hope he has. They're not going to make the choices that I want. They're not going to love you in the way I want if it's up to me. It's gonna to have to be God mm-hmm. and uh that gets you desperate and then I think that mm-hmm. lets God move in and there's impact and yeah. and Sherry and I have seen it. The kids see it yeah. in those times. Yeah. And then the fight is just to stay in that mode and not okay, well now everything's good again, so yeah. you know, we got it. We got yeah. it under control.
0: Okay. Awesome. Very cool. Hey I asked Dan if you would uh um uh, just pray for us. I know on this subject I feel like just you know studying it just for a week or so and um I feel like it's one, wow, Lord, would you help me in this? Uh, the, the prayer is powerful and effective, and, and I want to be a parent that prays, and I want to get better at that. And so um, Dan's going to pray uh, just for us as parents, and then we'll just want to do one more thing together. So, yeah, Dan, go ahead.
1: God, I do pray for every family represented in, uh, in this room and, uh, and for the children represented. And, and God, we uh, implore you. We know that uh, we need you. We've, uh, you know, parenting is hard. It's... Uh, where we learn our limits so quickly, God, and we're, we're unable to make it through the day even and uh, certainly unable to impact our kids in the way we want to. And so we desperately ask you, God, to uh, be at work in our lives and in our families. We pray for our kids, for, certainly for their health and for their careers and all of that. But, God, that is far less important than that they know you and that they are uh, passionate about you that they make the choices that they make in their lives to honor you. And so that's what we beg you for. Uh, We just pray for our kids, that you would uh, draw them close to
0: yourself. pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Hey, on this subject and uh, this subject, like all of the other subjects we talk about, um, know this, uh, a small step is a good step. And so if you hear this and you kind of go, wow, I'm I'm really challenged, that's okay. Um, just remember small steps are are big steps you know Um, one of our values together here as parents is that there are no perfect parents Um, another one of them is that we celebrate small steps that's a value that we have as a group and so um, I mean if you could take one step even this next week uh, it could make a huge huge difference so I want to give you two things um, by way of homework and uh, you were such a rowdy group last week and I couldn't get you under control so now I'm going to treat you like a class all right homework here we go ready here it is I want you to, to do this, you can do it tonight, maybe tomorrow night. I want you to go into your children's room when they're sleeping um, and uh, hopefully they're sleeping. Mine usually aren't. Uh, but I want you to go in there. Ours aren't. Uh, and I want you to, to, to look at your children and I want you just to say this to yourself. I can make a difference in the life of this child if I pray for them. Okay? Now that might sound like, well I can just do that. I can just think that. No, no. I, actually I tried this today. I was home for about an hour this afternoon and so we were just kind of sitting around together, and I didn't say anything to them, but I just I looked around the room as we were kind of just interacting, and I just looked right in their eyes, and I just, I said to myself, I can make a difference in your life if I'll pray for you. And it, it was good for me, really good for me. So I want you to do that. Um, I want you to say, I can make a difference in the life of this child, because I mean, that's a promise from God, that the prayers of a righteous man, a righteous woman, they're not just blank words, they're powerful, they're effective, what a gift God's given us. Okay, and then the second thing is this. I just want you to take a couple minutes. We've got, uh, yeah, three minutes. And I just want you to write down somewhere on your note sheet what's one takeaway for tonight. What's one thing that I can either pray for my kid or maybe something you heard Dan say. What's just one takeaway for me tonight? So let me give you two minutes and uh, go ahead and just write that down. Go ahead. All right, would anybody be willing to share? I know we've got an overflow room tonight, too, so I'll just repeat what you say. But anybody just throw your hand up? What's one takeaway you've got for tonight? Anybody? Yeah, right there. I love the idea of your children's friends' relationships. Okay. Yeah, praying for your, friends relationships, your children's friends' relationships with Christ. Awesome. Great takeaway. Yeah, anybody else? Just take a couple of them. Yeah, right over here. Recognizing i control and I need to pray. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So when you see it kind of unfolding like we all do, it's kind of like a, oh, there's a debacle. Yeah, and just saying, okay, I'm going to pray for that for myself. Perfect. Well done. Yeah, awesome. I want everybody to hear that. Ryan said, um, instead of us falling asleep to the news at night, maybe we could form a new habit and uh, we could fall asleep praying for things that we can actually impact instead of just falling asleep to the news. So awesome. Great. Way to be practical. All right, everybody. We're going to go ahead and uh, head downstairs. We'll get the program started down there at 720. Thanks, everybody.